hard times create strong men or strong women and life is not easy and it will not be easier in the future. You you just get stronger. So you you do need to develop your mental skills, your job skills, your income skill and be prepared. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. In this week's episode, I speak with Philip, who is a remote sales freelancer and the host of the podcast, Remotepreneurs, a show where he interviews remote entrepreneurs to help anyone build a location-independent business. So listen on to find out how Philip went from earning 50 cents an hour to becoming a full-time freelancer, earning 100 times that. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Philippe. Hey, Philippe, how are you? Hey, Debbie. Doing great. Quite busy, but doing great. Looking forward to to share some value with your audience. Perfect. So before you do that, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Well, my name is Philip Vilstankovsky. I come from Macedonia, from Europe. My first job was working in a factory, in a shoe factory. I was earning around 50 cents an hour. So after my first job or the first paycheck, I actually figured out that if I continue that road, I will definitely be broke. So I started looking for other ways to earn money. By accident, I stumbled upon sales without knowing that I'm doing sales. And after succeeding in one company and getting awarded, I decided to professionally master the game of sales. Initially, it was uh, door-to-door sales, selling life insurance, so life presentation, a lot of rejection. But the company that I was working at, she really provided good education and I just fall in love with the game of sales. And I really invested in the, well, mastering the, the subject and I'm still learning about it and training. So I, although I was really good at sales, meaning offline sales, and I wanted to build a lifestyle with this company, I kind of started disbelieving the product that I was selling. So I started to suck. And although I was like top 10 people in in Europe, and I was earning like really healthy commissions, far better you can imagine than the 50 cents an hour in the factory, I pretty much bankrupt. I didn't have any money. And I was basically in rock bottom for two years. That was like five years ago, five, five and a half years ago until I had to figure it out and discover the world of freelancing. So the skills that I developed in sales, in communication, in presentation, in closing, I kind of transitioned to, to remote sales. So that's one of the topics that I can, I can cover. And now thanks to my remote sales skills, I kind of travel probably three to four months outside of the year. This year, I was in Thailand for two months in Chiang Mai and traveling around Thailand. Uh, I was in Greece in July and I just came back from Sardinia, Italy. So I don't know where I'm going to be for the new year or maybe in the winter. Probably I will skip Macedonia because it's, it's quite cold. <laughs> the reason why I like the lifestyle is if you have a really good skill, especially in sales, or at least you know how to sell your skill, you can travel and work and be location anywhere. Although that's 
is a good benefit to travel. One of the things why it's important to be location independent, in my opinion, is it's good to have a backup. If something doesn't work in your country, you can always go to next one and just build your income there because some of the countries are unstable. If I stayed in my country, I don't know, maybe the political climate can change quickly as it was in previously. So it's not good to, to build your income just in one country. So I think the future in the world, I run a podcast named Remotepreneurs, and I believe that the new entrepreneurs are remotepreneurs. And the importance of being location independent is going to grow as the year comes. Probably majority of the people will be remote. Yeah, I think I read an article that said in 2020, which is next year, they're estimating about 50% of people are going to be working remotely. So that is a really incredible number to look at because few years ago, you know, 10, 20 years ago, we weren't even thinking about this type of lifestyle. And now here we are, 50% of people are going to be doing this. So it's not as you know, it's not as hard as people think it is. I know people think it's kind of like a double rainbow type thing, but it's really not. (laughs) So, (laughs) and you had a really interesting start to your career, Philippe, because you were working for 50 cents an hour. And now you have this amazing lifestyle. You're able to travel all over the world and you're making a ton more money. Well, more than (laughs) 50 cents an hour. And now you are able to do this full time. You live the life that you really want to do. How did you prepare for this journey and to make this big change and create this lifestyle where you could be remote? Because there's a lot of people who think that they don't have certain skill sets in order to transition? Well, there are two types of, let's say, two moments when people change. One of them is like strong will and the other one is necessity. So usually people start to change and make a big switch in their life, usually out of necessity. So that's the reason why I stumbled upon remote work and freelancing initially. As I mentioned five years ago, Although previously I was really successful, had money, I, I re- literally was broke. I didn't have even $2 in my pocket. So the turning point, the day that turned my life around and, and decided to succeed in remote sales and just change everything that I've done previously was the day that I asked my father, I was around 24 or 25 years old, and I asked my father just for $2. I mean, just $2. And he said to me, like, son, I'm, I, I can give you the $2. It doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm ashamed and disappointed that my son that is 25 doesn't even have $2 in his pocket. And that kind of broke me. I almost started to cry, but he stopped me and, and said, like, don't dare to cry. Go man up and find a solution. So after that moment, I decided to find a solution and I already had the skill. My friend was a programmer and he was selling his services on Odesk, now Upwork. So I just did a research about it and saw that there are sales position in, in, on Upwork or Odesk. And after applying maybe a few months, reading on the internet, going through the guidelines that the Odesk was giving, I just created my account, my profile, and I just tested a couple of things. And because I was committed, I didn't quit, although I probably I didn't get my first job probably two to three months. 
since initially I started. Yeah, I mean, that's a really hard thing to do is to be humbled, right? Especially for someone who has a lot of self-pride within themselves and to do that, to ask for help. That's one of the biggest things that's really hard for a lot of us to do. But I think it's also a great motivator for you as well, Philippe, because if it wasn't for that moment, you wouldn't be where you are right now. And if it wasn't for the struggles that you had gone through, it wouldn't lead you to where you're supposed to be. So it is really hard to go through them, but I think it's also a necessity to go through them to make that change that you really need in your life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hard times create strong men or strong women and life is not easy and it will not be easier in the future. You you just get stronger. So you you do need to develop your mental skills, your job skills, your income skill, and be prepared for the next winter. Because one of the mentors, at least that I was listening on audio, it wasn't my physical mentor, but I consider him a mentor, was uh, Jim Rohn. One of the things that stuck to me is for things to change, you have to change. And another thing that he said that stuck with me was, don't wish it was easy, wish you were better. So guys, There are four seasons in life, as Jim Rohn says. It's going to be winter. When it's winter, it sucks. Nothing works. Then it's going to be spring. You have a lot of opportunities. Then it's going to be summer in your life, meaning you can enjoy. But if you forget about the winter again, you're going to reap what you sow. So you must change if you want to to change your life. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely so many different things that come and go. Like you said, it's good and bad. And yeah. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs and freelancers, we're all like massive, depressive one day and then like the happiest person the next day because yeah. <laughs> one day we could be like flat broke and then the next day we have like 10 sales in a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the next day it's so different again. So there's always that change. And I'm, I mean, it's it doesn't change that fast, hopefully for most of us, but it just happens. And like you said, you really have to get used to all of that because otherwise it's it's not going to be good whether you're location independent or not there's just those things that happen to you every single day yeah and that that's why it's important for you not to depend only on one source of anything in life that's what i learned from another mentor that i have in sales grand cardon don't depend on, on one thing on anything in life so if you want to become a location independent don't just depend on that one skill, on that one platform, or God forbid, on just one client, because something will definitely go wrong when it shouldn't be. Probably you know about Murphy's Law, but they work. (laughs) They work as a charm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's always good to remember that, you know, it's nothing is ever set in stone and things can change in a second. So just make sure that you're prepared for all of that, especially in this type of lifestyle, because it's always changing. It's always evolving in so many different ways. Yeah. I mean, the technology now and upcoming artificial intelligence might let's say, wipe out your job. So you always need to adapt. The only constant is change. (laughs) Now, Philippe, what is the biggest setback you are encountering right now as an entrepreneur? The biggest setback or the challenge that I'm working now is how to scale my company and to work less hours and earn more money. I'm currently earning good amount of money in consulting 
in sales, probably it's 100x than my initial job in the factory. <laughs> so I have a lot of projects from freelancing platforms like Fiverr or Upwork. I have a lot of clients that I actually have to start pretty much like canceling them or delaying the, the project acceptance. So I'm trying to find a way how to scale it up through people, through outsourcing. So that's one of the challenges that I'm trying to develop now, like building a remote team, processes, systems, pretty much everything. How to duplicate myself, in short. That is a good problem to have, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about outsourcing because I love to outsource and I tell people this all the time. You know, you can't expect to do everything on your own. If you do, then you're going to be working 100 hours or more a week because there's so many things to do. What is it like for you, Philippe, when you are trying to find how to outsource and trying to find the people to actually trust to do the work that you normally do? Well, I would say for anything that you do in life, especially even in outsourcing, it's important to develop a system or a process so you can replicate many times over. So one of the things that I do is I prepare the process and the system for the outsourcing or the freelancer that needs to work. I go with him you know, step-by-step step for the one that I qualify. And basically, I just try to see if that person is going to follow the process and the system and he's not going to, you know, ask too many questions and I pretty much have to guide him through his arm. So I'm looking for somebody that is resourceful when I outsource. I give him the task. I give him like, let's say, like a testing, like exercise, pretty much everything. And if he's a good fit, he goes through like, let's say like a funnel of hiring. I go hire them or and I start working with him. Yeah, that's a really good way to figure out if that person from the get-go is going to be a great person to work with. And that's what I've done with the people that I've used to outsource is I give them specific tasks first yeah. and see if they can actually follow instructions and how long they do it. And if they ask questions, that's another thing is that sometimes they may not know how to do it specifically, but they will ask you the question and how to do it. I would rather somebody ask a question and then do it wrong and they think they know everything and then it all doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why at the beginning, when before you hire him or if you already hired him, you should go step by step for each, let's say, subtask in the project, clearly establish expectation, what is going on, etc. And just give him the mic so he can do it his own and just test it out. Of course, if he has a questions for something that it wasn't covered, of course, he's going to explain. But if the same person is asking you like 10 times for the same thing, like, <laughs> let's say how to send an email, I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> then you know that's not the right person. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a waste of time. Yeah, they need to follow directions and they need to listen to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I always appreciate resourcefulness. So yes. go figure it out on your own. Yeah, that's absolutely. The most valuable skill set you can have doesn't matter what services you're selling. Are there any specific places that you go to to find the people that you're going to be working with for outsourcing? Uh, yes, the biggest platform that I'm using is Upwork and Fiverr. But before I started with outsourcing, I actually 
and still use friends from from Macedonia. Mm. I did that because I had a little bit bad mindset about, you know, giving money, giving control to some person that I don't know. So I just started with my sister initially. I just trained her and I just give her tasks. She's like my personal VA at the moment. But I started initially through friends or referral of friends. I taught them, I pay them fair share of money. And that's how I kind of develop initially my skills of outsourcing. Now, when I, I'm looking internationally for help, I'm using Upwork if I want to hire people on hourly rate something that is going to be long-term, something similar like a VA. He will perform different type of tasks, longer period of time. It can be just sending emails, preparing, I don't know, spreadsheet, interviews for the podcast, something around the podcast. So multiple things of that I'm going to pay per hourly rate, I go on Upwork. And if I'm looking for a specific project done, I usually go on Fiverr because they already have a prepared workflow. I don't need to manage them. I just it's like an Amazon. You just pay, you get it, and it's done. If it's not repeatable, let's say like Logo, for example, you don't need to hire somebody on hourly rate. You can just pay it once and done. Same goes for a website. If it's just only once and you don't need him like per hourly rate, just pay $500, $1,000, doesn't matter, and, and be done with it. So you don't need to handle it and all the other operations that you need to do when you hire somebody. Yeah. And this is also a good lesson for somebody who's listening to this. And if you're not at a place where you can outsource yet, just listening to Philippe's criterias of who he hires for somebody who wants to be a VA, make sure that you are following instructions, make sure that you take the initiatives, make sure that you ask questions, but you know, obviously not the <laughs> same ones over and over again, just make sure you're listening, right? So those are really good tips for somebody who also wants to get into a remote job and they're just starting out. Now, Philippe, I know that your story was when you left your sales job and you weren't remote yet. You pretty much went bankrupt, right? What was the best thing that you learned financial wise when you finally started to create income? How did you able to save the money and budget your money in order for it to last? Well, it's another thing that I learned from another mentor. He says that you need to, for saving purposes, you need to save at least six months of your usual monthly expenses. So if simple math, if you need $1,000 per month, save at least $6,000 so it will be money for, for bad times or how, how you say in United States, rainy days, I believe. That's one of the things I learned. And always remember that bad times will come. The winter is going to come. So don't be fool. Always save money for rainy days. And another thing I learned, you always need to grow your income. And as I mentioned, never depend on one flow on anything in life, especially income. Yeah, as a freelancer, one of the biggest mistakes we can absolutely do is just focusing on one and God forbid something happens and you lose that, then you're back to square one or worse. And especially if you haven't saved anything. And I know there's a lot of people that are going out there and saying, just quit your job and do whatever it is for time. Now, unless you have a lot of money saved, you don't have any debt 
or you already are making income from another job, then that is a really bad thing to do if you want to live life and not go back home and live with your parents or something, because that's definitely what is going to happen. You know, I mean, there's definitely certain circumstances where you get laid off or fired, then you have no choice, but you don't want to put yourself in that position voluntarily. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this this is lesson that I learned from my parents. I come from ex-communistic country. Macedonia was part of Yugoslavia. So uh, both of my parents are highly educated people. Both of them had a uh, high executive position in the company. But when the transition to capitalism came, the, the factory of 3,000 people pretty much was bankrupt and it's done. So they end up without a job when I was young and they couldn't, you know, find a, an other solution. So that's why you, you shouldn't just depend on one income, one client, one platform in your life. So always try to duplicate, at least have two sources of income and obviously save money. So believe let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? I would definitely like to have an influence over the world in regards to helping people build location-independent income, to travel the world, not just to make great pictures, but to experience different cultures and to see that pretty much we are kind of similar, all of us. So trying to destroy the borders and nationalities. I believe in the future, everything is going to be to individuality. So the things that I want to build a legacy, it's, it's helped many people get location independence, prepare their income and just enjoy what they want to do and escape pretty much the cubicle and never, never go in, in the same situation like my parents did in, in when I was young, like depending on one corporation, believing that they will have a retirement and getting screwed. So that, that's one of the things I would like to leave a legacy. Yeah, that's also really similar in the United States because we all think that we're going to have our social security and you never know what's going to happen. That's why I think it's really great to be able to depend on yourself and not anyone else just in case something happens. Yeah, yeah. Now, what are you working on currently that is really exciting to you? Well, currently that I'm working that is quite exciting for me is I am building up podcast post-production company. I did started my remotepreneurs podcast and I saw how much a headache and a lot of work you need to do with post-production. Although the podcasting is really cool, but after work, it, it's a lot of painful. So although I was upset, I, I asked myself like, who, if I'm upset and don't want to do this, probably somebody wouldn't like to do that. So I developed a system and process how to podcast produce your sound, your promotion, show notes, pretty much all the small tedious tasks that you would like to outsource and just offering that as a service. And I believe that's the solution that I'm looking to scale up my my income so I don't have to do everything. So that's one of the things that I got excited. I'm really excited about that too, because I outsource most of the things for my podcast now. 
And before I did that, oh my goodness, I was working <laughs> so many hours. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you want to quit, you want to burn the, the, the mic. <laughs> yeah. And you know, after outsourcing all of these things, it led me to so much more hours to actually grow my business and to try to figure out how to make money rather than just putting all of my time and effort in creating content and not really having enough time to market it, to look at sponsorships and all of those things that we really need to do to in order to grow our business. So that's a really great business that you have there. Yeah, I'm building it. I do have a good clients that have really good following on Instagram initially. So it's definitely something that, that will grow. That's perfect then. Uh, so if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? I'm mostly active on my social media, usually on Instagram. They can find me at remotepreneurs, also the website remotepreneurs.com. So remotepreneurs, it's same like entrepreneur, just enter, delete, and just add remote. Perfect. Thank you so much, Philippe, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having the time and doing this podcast. Hope the listeners will give some value from it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Philip. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where he shares how to do remote sales and work from anywhere. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.